Well, it's, uh, it's, it's good to be here. Um, uh, glad to, to be here. You know, in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, good to be here in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, that, I grew up in Georgia, and uh, that's probably not one of the phrases I thought of growing up in Georgia or thinking uh, that I would be in this situation of uh, preaching uh, in, in the Birmingham church. Um, just never thought I'd be here like this, but it is uh, good to be here from uh, walking up the parking lot. Frank uh, welcomed us with a sign, and we went up the ramp, and then uh, Ginger welcomed us on in here, and uh, so many of you, uh, just, just grateful just to be here, and uh, just having a, a, a good time so far. What, what a great group uh, y'all have here in Alabama. Uh, me and my beautiful boo, Bethany, my uh, delightful daughter Skylar, we drove up yesterday from New Orleans, uh, the Big Easy, the Crescent City. You know, we rode on some alligators uh, who also happen to play jazz. So let me just get in, you know, all of those uh, stereotypes uh, while I can. We also stopped for some fishing along the way uh, as well. Uh, but uh, anyway, we came up and, and together with my uh, sister-in-law, uh, Corey, who's come down from uh, Nashville, we're helping my father-in-law move into Tuscaloosa. So uh, roll tide. Right? So uh, hoping that moves. So, uh, you know, and uh, Brian told me that uh, you've been going through a series on Therefore Go. And uh, certainly Tom Jones is a going. And uh, he's moving there with a heart to uh, want to help out the campus ministry and uh, connect with the church here. So, and, 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 and we're here going as well to help move things. And we started moving things around uh, yesterday. And, uh, and then there was also a baby next door last night. She was a-going as well last night. Uh, she was singing, you know, crying, getting everyone and anyone's attention uh, that wanted to listen to her last night. So it's been an interesting weekend already uh, so far uh, here in uh, Alabama. Uh, but it's good to see a spiritual family here Amen. going as well and uh, following Jesus and uh, bringing donuts. And it's, it's great. Uh, Sean did tell me about uh, Tony. Uh, you're being baptized. So great. So great. And uh, excited for you, sister, and, uh, and the church here. And uh, just uh, waiting to hear good news, uh, more good news of what can happen. But so uh, excited uh, just to hear about that. And what a, what a great weekend for that. Uh, my title for today is Go For It With God. And uh, oh, you got, oh, we got all this stuff back here. Awesome. Spoiler alert. All right. So let me do this. There we go. Go for it with God. And uh, this does something magic. Whoa. Okay. All right. We won't go to that next. Okay. But that's awesome. All right. So uh, go for it with God. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was actually in a situation uh, where I wasn't sure if I wanted to really go for it. Um, sometimes I'm very enthusiastic and excited about life and doing things. Uh, but we were on a, uh, a vacation a couple of weeks ago in, in Georgia back to, see my, uh, back to see my mom. And there in this park, there was these two, it was pretty inventive how they did it, but there's these two huge slides. And uh, they did it where it was like, there was a top of a mountain here, and they kind of 
It was a huge mountain, gigantic. You know, I'm going to make this story bigger every time I tell it. But uh, it connected up here, and then it went down. And I have a video uh, that I'm going to play uh, in a second from it. But, uh, you know, it looked really exciting walking up to it. But then when I sat down in the slide uh, to race my daughter in the other slide, I started thinking about, wow, this looks a little bumpy. Um, there's not really a nice cushiony landing pad at the bottom, you know? It's just kind of dirt and rocks. And I, I started to think through uh, this idea. I, I got a little nervous, but uh, here's a short little video of it. <laughs> see, see how easy I got up after that, you know? I was um, totally, totally easy for me to recover from that uh, ride. But uh, thankfully, uh, you, you didn't hear it out here, but uh, my wife the whole time was, was encouraging us on the, the, the video to, to go for it and, and keep going. Uh, but you know, uh, sometimes even when we're nervous, even when we're not sure what's going to happen, uh, down that slide, down that path of, of life. Uh, sometimes it can be a little hard to, to go for it, but, but the idea here is like still trying to go for it with God. Because you never know what he's going to turn out and how he's going to take care of us, even when we might not see how the, the end is going to work out. He's still there uh, to take care of us. Um, we in... Uh, uh, in New Orleans, living there, we had a, uh, a couple that uh, moved. Uh, he was in the, the Navy meteorology, and they, they moved, restationed out to the, to the West Coast. And, and we went to this uh, going away party, which is always interesting. It's like, yay, going away. Oh, wait, no, we're not happy you're going away. But, um, you know, it's always interesting because, you know, at these going away parties, people start sharing these great things about someone. And I felt like, wow, this is incredible sharing and, and gifts and, and thoughts about this, this couple was moving. But then I started thinking, wow, why didn't we do this earlier? Right. You know, sometimes we just, in our relationships, we forget to go for it yeah. with one another. And really just, you kind of wait for a birthday party or someone to go away or for someone to go on to heaven when, when, when we share about them. But, but trying to go for it really more in those moments. Or maybe you, you've got some job situations. I know the economy is going through some different things. Uh, maybe you're going through some job situations right now. Or you're in, you're in school and you're trying to figure out, you know, oh, this is kind of a hard environment. And, and we just got to figure out, how do, I, how do I go for it with God? Maybe it's, maybe it's friendships. Right. Maybe it's relationships in this room where you're like, Man, you know, I, I feel like we're together, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm totally... I kind of feel alone, maybe too alone, and, and, and even more connected. Right. Um, I wish I had better friendships. Right. Right. Maybe you got to go for it with God in that. Uh, maybe it's with parenting. Uh, maybe you hit a wall with parenting. And, uh, you know, I, uh, we've got a daughter, so I, I, we've, we've gotten a lot of help with, 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 with our daughter. But maybe you're feeling like, man, I hit this wall. Or, or maybe it's this never-ending character change. Where you're just like, man, there's this part of my character that's just not... Changing, maybe it's a, a evangelism. We're like, wow, I, I, I want to go impact people's lives, but ah, I feel really nervous about it. Maybe we just need to go for it with God. Right. Hebrews eleven six says this. Oh, where's my scripture? Okay, I don't have that scripture. All right, Hebrews eleven six. You can turn to your devices, your own uh, Bibles here, or just recall it from memory. 
But Hebrews 11, 6, a little water while you turn. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews 11, 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's right. Because anyone who comes to him yes. must believe that he exists yes. and that he rewards Amen. those who earnestly Amen. seek him. That's right. Forget about that reward part that God does want to take care of us. And, and God wants us to have faith and, and hope and, and joy and, and love and zeal and eagerness and, and earnestness and, and trust. That he is going to reward us. I mean, just right. earnestly seeking. I mean, I think about my daughter on the playground. She just wants to play with her dad. Yeah. She's just so excited. I, you know, I'm trying to catch a breath. And she just, you know, she just wants to run up and, and, and give me a hug or, or go do something else with me somewhere else and climb some other scary object. <laughs> but that's just that that child love she has for me. Oh, and that's what God wants to have with us. Oh, just wow. that that love and that that connection, that zeal and that eagerness right. and that, that he wants to take care of us. Right. And God has an example we can learn from uh, as we go over it uh, in 2 Kings 13.10. And where that's going to be our main uh, passage here is in 2 Kings uh, verse, uh, chapter 13. And uh, the main people there, it's going to be Elisha and then uh, Jehoash or Jehoash, uh, who is the king of Israel. And I'm going to give a little bit of background, but I don't want to. I don't want us to get kind of lost in the uh, the background or the the names. But this was this was 800 uh, plus years before Jesus, and there was Elisha, who we may have heard of before. He was the prophet of God. He was trained by Elijah. So there's Elijah and then Elisha. That's not confusing at all. But no, you know, um, Elisha, prophet of God, miracles, and, he, and he's. Elisha was constantly trying to bring people back to God and God's love. And so that was Elisha. So that's, he's, he's one of the main characters. And then the other character uh, is, not the slide. Okay, there we go. Uh, he's one of the kings of Israel. And this is the kings of Israel. So you may remember there's a whole bunch of kings in the Bible. This is Old Testament, 800 years before it. So there's King Saul uh, and then David. And who was after David. Solomon, that's right. And then after uh, Solomon, what happened to the kingdom? It split, right. It divided. So there's the northern and the, and the southern. And so we're, we're going to be in the northern here with Israel. And so it started off with Jeroboam. And then you had a bunch of other fun names. And then there is uh, Jehoahaz. And then there's Jehoash, who we'll talk about today. And then there's Jeroboam II. You know, these names, it's like trying to kind of remember the, the president's. Uh, the United States, you know, it's like there's Washington, there's Lincoln, there's JFK, there's Obama, there's Taft, and then there's like Garfield the Cat. You know, you're trying to remember all the different uh, people that are in there. But uh, the verses we're about to read, it says a summary of, of, of King Jehoash of Israel. Then it zooms in on him and Elijah. And we're going to take away more from it from the, the zoom in that we're going to look at. But I do want to get through this first part. In verse 10 of 2 Kings 13. All right, there we go. In the 37th year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, became king of Israel in Samaria. 
and he reigned 16 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Well, that doesn't sound good. And did not turn away from any of the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He continued in them. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoash, all he did in his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam II succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. So, so summary before the zoom in. So there's this character. So this man, Jehoash, evil in the eyes of the Lord. Again, that doesn't sound good. And he did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam. Now you can look that up on your own time and kind of study this out, uh, what that meant. But basically it dealt with worshiping other gods besides God. Uh, idolatry. Jeroboam created a golden calf up north. Uh, so people didn't have to go to Jerusalem to, to worship. You know, anyway, so there's idolatry being practiced. And that's what uh, Jehoash then followed into was this idolatry and worshiping of other gods. Right. Um, but let's look on at verse 14 and going for it with God. So it says in four, verse 14 says, you go, okay, go. Now Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window. Uh, okay, open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared. You will completely destroy the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, take the arrows. And the, the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. <laughs> Elisha died and was buried. So here we have Elisha, sick in bed. And uh, this is the last conversation that we know he has. Uh, but in this conversation, he's serving the Lord. Right. And that's a good goal, even at the end. Uh, I know in uh, New Orleans we had a, a sister and a brother that died for uh, different reasons earlier this year, Anna and Billy, and they, uh, but they went on, they finished the race. Mm, right. And it's, you know, it's our loss uh, temporarily, but it's good to see that they, they've met that goal of fighting the fight, right. going all the way to the end. But now Elisha has a tough conversation at the end of his life. And, uh, and uh, you know, Elisha's helping King Yoash, Jehoash of Israel, and the, the king comes in and and, and cries over him. And Elijah tells him to, to get a bow and arrows. Open the window. Go for it. And the, the king shoots. And Elijah says, the Lord's arrow of victory. You will completely destroy the Arameans of Aram at Aphek. All right, that's done. Awesome. There's a victory. Victory at this battle. But then Elijah says, grab the arrows. Strike the ground. Go for it. But the king, he struck the ground three times. Mm -hmm. And then he stopped. 
You know, the king didn't ask, do I keep going? How many times should I hit this? How, how should I do this? What do you think, Elijah? He just stopped. I don't know. Did, did he stop listening? Did he thought he had figured it out? Um, was he not disciplined? Was he not trusting? But Elisha gets angry and says, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have totally defeated the country of Aram. Not just three times. You know, and it's crazy. He had, he had victory in his hands. And the king had, he had godly instruction. Elisha, right there, who he was talking to. He could have asked all sorts of questions. And, uh, you know, what do you think I should do, Elisha? And all he had to do was keep striking the ground. That's it. You know, imagine, Elisha says five or six times. difference between three and five and six you know so close to three right but yet such a different outcome so close only just a little bit more but the king he didn't go all out he didn't go for it with God and God gave the king instructions through Elisha and and so many times I think we wonder you know what do I do God or someone tells us to, to, to do something in a certain way, and we're like, well, I don't know. Should I do that? Should I hit the ground? Maybe there's a better way. Yeah. Maybe God hasn't really figured all this out, so maybe I shouldn't just be hitting the ground. Maybe there's some other cooler option that I could be doing. Yep. But God's like, just do this. Yeah. Just strike the ground. Right. The way is halfway, and then Elisha dies. I mean, could you imagine being the king? Right. Elisha tells you that, and then you're like, "Wow, he just died." I had Elisha at my disposal. Right. right. I could have gone to him more frequently. I could have asked more questions. I could have talked with him. You know, I mean, what? What a waste! Mm-hmm. Why didn't I do more? Yep. I could have had total defeat of my enemy. It could have been better. I wish I didn't settle. Right. Right. As I said earlier, I, I grew up next door in Georgia. And I uh, grew up there. I, I went to, uh, uh, ended up uh, graduating from Valdosta State. I uh, got a uh, bachelor's in, in fine arts and in theater. And uh, I did some, uh, went around, traveled around, had even some different gigs. And then uh, eventually I went out to Los Angeles. Uh, because I had uh, some buddies out there, and so I thought I'd just be out there a couple of months just seeing uh, what life was like out on the West Coast. And so I traveled out there, and the first week I was out there, I went into the store. It was like a design store. I went in there, and uh, the manager uh, comes and talks to me. And he is a, he's a brother. He's part of our sister church in L.A. Now, I was not following God. I was not a disciple at this point. But he took time and had one conversation with me that completely changed my life. And three months later, I was baptized. 
But I think about that. I think about him and, and how he would share, like, he would just share, he said that he would just share, he would be praying for opportunities mm -hmm. to witness people. Mm -hmm. And I think about if he didn't take that time right. to reach out to me, mm -hmm. if he didn't take time to, to write his number down on a flyer, to give it to me, my life would be completely different. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here today. My wife, my child, my father-in-law. I mean, I could just go down the list. Right. I, I, I would probably be in some pretty scary places, and I'm not going to get into all that today. But I just think about, I want to focus more on him and his heart just to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And not to settle. Yeah. Not to just be like, yeah, well, maybe not this guy. This guy, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this guy. But he went ahead and reached out to me and stuck with me in right. studying the Bible. That's right. You know, God can do so much with you in your life. And my, my one point is the same point as the title. It's just go for it with God. That's it. Go for it with God. You know, I mentioned uh, earlier, sometimes we're going to hit a wall uh, with parenting. But God says, you know, go that fifth or sixth time. Don't stop on the third time. Keep going. And we need you, parents. We need you to, uh, to be involved with your kids, to keep being patient, to, to not have the fit of rage, to keep nurturing and, and teaching and holding firm to God's teachings, even, even when the kids don't want to or even when other people don't want to. You know, we need mentors for each other's kids. We need the village to help each other out. And we got to go for it with God. Uh, in Georgia, besides going to uh, playgrounds on our last trip, one of the fun things we did, we went to an animal safari, and uh, this is really cool. They, they had uh, all kinds of animals, and, and you could, it was like a gated area you kind of drove through, kind of Jurassic Park style, um, but uh, you, could, you could drive your own car through it, uh, which didn't really seem to make a whole lot, a lot of sense. Uh, what we opted for was the much bigger uh, bus, uh, which was kind of a windowless bus that you could, you could take uh, food uh, that they sold to you at a great price. Um, but you can take the food and then uh, feed the animals with. And, and the animals would, would come up to you. And, and on this farm, they had some ostriches. Uh, they had a lot of animals, but uh, they had some ostriches. And, uh, and we saw the, the ostrich coming uh, right for us. And the, uh, I'm going to show you a video over here in a second. And the driver of the bus, he told us just to, to put the food on the windowsill. There's other animals like... Um, deer and, and giraffe and bison and other things that we could uh, feed elk, but uh, don't try to feed the ostrich. That's, that's not if you want to keep your fingers. So uh, you, you put it on the windowsill, and uh, so uh, let me show this video if I can of the ostrich going along here. So there it is again. It happened so quickly, I didn't get the best angle there, but uh, see, it's just kind of going for it. <laughs> he is going for that food. He's not stopping. He's not messing around. He's just going right down that line, uh, eating, eating that food. You know, with our, with our kids, we got to keep going for it. Down the line. You know, this age doing this. This age doing this. This sage doing this, you know, keep keep staying humble, teachable ourselves, so that we can help 
Be a loving, kind parent like God the Father is to us. You know, keep praying for each other's kids. That's right. Uh, we have a, a, a woman around uh, uh, 30, and she's, uh, she's studying the Bible right now, her and her husband. Uh, but she, she grew up in the church. And uh, somewhere around the teen years, she, uh, she left. But uh, she's been coming back around. And, you know, I just think about her parents who have just been involved in her life and caring for her. And not, not just in her life, but they've been great grandparents, uh, been taking care of the grandkids. And that's really what started motivating it was uh, the grandkids, well, the grandkids really wanted to keep coming out to church. And so he, he, the grandkid motivated the parents uh, to come out to church. And so now they're, the parents are actually studying the Bible, and they're going to be getting baptized soon. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting to think about that. But just, you know, going for it with God. Going for it with God uh, with the kids. You know, maybe it is giving, and, and not just financially giving to God, but, but having that, that faith and trust in God and, and enough to, to give to one another, to love one another. Um, kind of like I was talking about the, uh, the going away party at the end, not just waiting for a going away party to really give and encourage one another. Uh, I got a picture of a elk in here. Um, well, where's my elk? Oh, there it is. Okay, so there's the elk. He's kind of over there, you see him. But so what happened was this elk came down as we were driving along, came down. He's, he's about this, the height of that. And uh, we thought we had already fed the elk. And then you kind of just dropped it in his tongue, just like, and just kind of, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big tongue. It just kind of grabs the food out. Um, and so the elk went past. And so, you know, we thought we were moving on. And then all of a sudden the elk sticks his head back in uh, this window. And uh, I thought we were going to get uh, slobbered on a little bit. They did warn us to bring slobber rags. Um, but like this elk who kept coming back for food, you know, we need to keep coming back encouraging one another and loving one another. Um, it can be easy to think about negative things, but, but think about the positive things. Sharing good things with people. Don't wait for the, the birthday or something bad to happen to give someone a card. You know, go ahead and go for it. I think of one of the sisters in our church. She's so expressive. She's so thankful. And anything that you do, she's just like, hey, thank you for doing this. Or, or you did a great job with that. You know, just, just the expressiveness. And I think that's what we can do uh, with one another. Being grateful, you know, people will get here, here early and set up AV and, and the worship team. And, right. and the people who are taking care of the kids and, and the greeters. And, and different people are speaking. Don't worry about me. You know, I won't be here. But, you know, other people that are here, you can tell them, you know, thank you. But, but also, I mean, that's just on Sundays during the week. There's plenty of times where you can, where you can take time and, and share with one another and, and encourage one another. And, and, and maybe it's not uh, right after church, but, but sometimes just taking time just for a second just to encourage each other, noticing people. You know, relationships. Maybe you want to get better at relationships. Yes. Right. Uh, we, can all, we can all need uh, use help with that. And, and, and maybe you need, need to go uh, get some good Christian counseling to help out with that. Right. Um, but also, don't forget about the body of Christ here as well. Uh, sometimes we can go to a specialist, but then forget about the people that are right around us. Uh, and if it's a good counselor, they're going to they're gonna give you some practicals to, to be working on in your relationships around you anyway. But, but just don't take for granted what we have. Yes. I think it's so easy sometimes to take for granted what we have. And, and, but, but really go for it with people who you are especially close to, uh, that know you. Really take that, that time to have those conversations. 
Uh, earlier this year, I was at a, a leadership conference retreat thing, and uh, man, I was just feeling socially off. You, you ever just feel just like weird, like everything you're saying is just like, man, none of this is, is working right now. I don't think anyone is understanding or even listening to me, and I feel like everyone's staring at me right now. But, you know, we go, and I just told some of the other brothers, I was like, man, I just feel socially off. I just feel awkward right now. But it was good just to be able to share that with people around me and get them that encouragement and support. And one of them was like, man, I feel off too. I feel weird. It was great. We got to feel weird together. But, you know, you just got to look around and, and consistently schedule times with people. Go meet up with people. Hang out. Talk to them. Get open about your life. And, and again, not necessarily, uh, you don't have to get in this huge deep talk right after church because that might you know there's a lot going off right after church but but take that time meet up with them and and don't just be prepared to share stuff but also be prepared to to listen as well to what people are trying to say i try to remember two ears uh one mouth but you know but but be like that elk keep keep coming back keep coming back to relationships don't give up on it you know when it comes to jobs or, or school maybe it's not the best environment you work in or you're looking for a better situation. Uh, I got a couple of scriptures here and I know the the background of these deals more with uh, issues of slavery in the New Testament, but Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance. Do you know that? Yeah, no, I was like, wow, I had theme music all the time. All right, so do you know that you receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward? Sometimes we forget about these things. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Uh, let me skip on that one. Uh, Ephesians 6, 7 says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do. What, whether they are slave or free. Amen. You know, on the job or at school, you know, all your heart right. for God, trusting in his reward, stepping out on faith. You know, maybe you do need to work on some interview skills. Uh, maybe you need to get some help developing yourself and your career. But, but don't just settle. You know, go for it with God. And, and maybe you don't have job issues. Maybe you have an outstanding job and you want to donate to the rest of us. That's excellent. But maybe you have this never-ending character change. You know, and here's a, here's a picture of a giraffe. Uh, let me tell you about the giraffes on this thing. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of giraffes. And the driver warned us about the giraffes, that, the giraffe, that you had to hide your food and keep it away from the uh, the window. Otherwise, the giraffes could easily go in there and they would go in and they would grab the whole bag, take it, and we saw this happen. They grabbed some poor little boy's bag who's probably scarred for life and needs counseling later on. But they grabbed the whole bag, pulled it out, and then would just like, I guess, raise it above the bus and just kind of scatter it on the bus and just kind of eat it off the, eat the food off the top of the bus as a little buffet. Um, you know, sometimes with your, your character and trying to change your character, you just need to dive on in. You just need to dive on in and go for it. Uh, just like a giraffe. You know, keep your eyes on the prize of God. Right. It might be tough. There might be obstacles in the way. But just, just 
dive on in and you'll be so much better for it. Right. Just go for it with God. Sharing the good news with people. Go for it. One, two, three. Don't stop at three. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Right. No, you got the eternal news. The greatest news ever. Right. You know, this, this isn't going to, to, to fade away. You know, you think about Tony's life changing. Right. You know, the, this is the greatest thing we can share about with right. people. Is that correct? Learn how to study the Bible with people. Right. Uh, one of the brothers back in uh, uh, New Orleans, he's, he, he's much older than me, but he was like, you know, I just want to grow in understanding the Bible and studying the Bible with people. That's good. I just, I mean, that's, that's just great. Humor. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. let's do it. But I just appreciate that humility and the desire. It's like not being uh, lazy or, or prideful, but just learning to do our part, what we can, that's right. to help out other people going for it with God. I'm going to start to wrap up uh, with this story here, but and I'll take it off that draft. There you go, because um, the draft is not in this story. But one of our one of our teens uh, earlier this year, she's part of our church, she's amazing, amazing sister. But uh, earlier this year, she decided to to go back into uh, acro gymnastics uh, for kind of like one last thing before uh, she's she's going to college in the fall. So she's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, one more time and so her and her uh, two teammates uh, they start they start training now now all of them are getting like injuries uh, through the years and all of them have like different braces different wraps they have to put on their bodies and uh, but, the, but they continue to train and they're like man should we should we do this okay let's 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 keep doing this let's let's go for it and so a couple of weeks ago they they flew to uh, uh, Tulsa uh, Oklahoma and what they didn't realize was uh, when they when they got there, the, the hotels were starting to be booked up uh, because of some tornado damage, and so then they had like a mishap with their room, and they, they they couldn't find a room except for like over an hour away, and they're just like, what are we doing here? Should we should we really be here? Uh, luckily, within a couple of phone calls, uh, some of the disciples in the area housed them, uh, which was pretty cool uh, that they got to do that. But so so they kept going, and and uh, and they they went there, and they're they're. During the first night, and the uh, the first night, uh, they got they got second place. They're they're second place in the first first round, and then they went to the to the second round. And so they're uh, they're competing, they're doing it, and they end up winning the gold medal wow. in the national uh, acro uh, gymnastics. Oh, and, wow. uh, and so they win this medal, which is just incredible. She's got a gold medal, and uh, but not only that, uh, the judges each year. Uh, pick out one team, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the gold medal team, but just one team that's just kind of like outstanding, amazing on all these different, uh, not just performance, but just on a, a lot of different levels, character, other stuff. And so then they announced that, and she got that award too. Their team got that award as well for this like, and I'm totally forgetting the name of the award right now, but they got gold and they got this other award. And so, you know, it's just a really amazing uh, what can happen when you just go for it. With God, and I think about her, her parents, her disciples, and, and them just flying with her and, and being with her just every step of the way, and, and try to help her, and just even encouraging you know, write down the lessons you're learning that God is teaching you through all of this, and just that focus of like, hey, we're going through this uh, with God. Uh, again, back in Second Kings, in verse eighteen, then he said, "Take the arrows," and the king took them. Elisha told him. Strike the ground. Yes. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Mm 
Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. You know, God is so much he can do with us. Don't settle. Don't, don't sell ourselves short. Let's not stop it three times, but really go for it with God. You know, and as we reflect about going for it with God, this is going to be a, kind of a segue into our time of, of communion here where we, uh, we take the cup uh, and we take the bread and we think about Jesus' sacrifice. And, and let's remember how, how Jesus, he went there for all of us. He went all out for all of us. In Mark 8, 31, it says, Jesus then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. You know, I'm glad Jesus didn't stop or settle after his three times of praying in Gethsemane. I'm glad Jesus didn't stop after Peter denied him three times. You know, I'm, I'm glad Jesus didn't just stay buried, but rose on the third day. That's right. You know, so when we take the bread and the cup this morning, let's remember Jesus going for it with God for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the church here, for the spiritual family, uh, for my brothers and sisters. Father, I, I have this not because of myself, but because of you and how amazing you are and how loving you are that you would set this up for us. That's right. That's right. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we can have freedom. I think about 4th of July coming up and, and because, of, because of Jesus, we can have independence from our, our sin. We don't have to be slaves to our sin anymore. Right. Father, as we take communion, Help us to think about the different areas of our lives that maybe we've been shrinking back on, we've been nervous about, about really going for it with you. That's right. Father, help us to, to gain confidence knowing that you haven't given us, given up on us. We can have another chance to go after it yes, this God. week, Father. Yes, God. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Please just continue to move in the the Birmingham Church here right. and all our churches. Please help us out. Father, we love you. We're so grateful. In Christ's name, amen. 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 amen.